0: Hey guys, welcome to the Kaylee Capri podcast, where we strive to seek his truth in every area of life. I'm your host, Kaylee Capri, and your mama bear bestie, pushing you to pursue a life full of passion and full of purpose in all that you do. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about the NAR, or NAR, New Apostolic Reformation and Word of Faith movement. I thought... This would be kind of a great way to kick off the podcast by doing a series on this topic. So getting into a little bit more on the theology side of my interests and we're going to start with this conversation. Um, we were talking about this over on Instagram and I asked you guys if you wanted to hear more about my journey and experience coming out of this NAR and Word of Faith Movement um, and Bethel kind of culture. So it was an emphatic yes. So we're going to dive into this conversation. And like I said, this is going to be a series. So this is only the beginning. This is going to be kind of just a quick introduction for today. Um, Just a brief overview of what NAR and Word of Faith Movement is and just kind of my why behind even starting this discussion that i think is a really important thing to be talking about and something i've become really passionate about as i've studied the word more and have just been on this journey of really coming to a better understanding of the gospel and falling in love with jesus and the scriptures this is going to be a series of episodes because there's so much to unpack and a lot of topics to cover that we absolutely have to go more in depth on And I am by no means an expert on NAR and all the different terminologies and definitions. I honestly didn't even know what NAR was and I had never even heard of that term and definitely didn't even know that I was involved in it until over probably the last year or so. So in this series, I'm really not gonna spend much time on those definitions or getting into the nitty gritty on that. This is just gonna be more of my husband and I's personal experiences within the movement and our experience with a particular church and church culture, which I think I mentioned is Bethel, and practices that we were involved in that we no longer align with or even find to be biblically accurate. So if you are interested in diving into this topic more, I'll provide a few resources, books and such in the show notes. So before I dive into this, let me just say that this conversation is not to drag anyone through the mud and my intention is not to vilify or demonize anyone. I hate those accounts on Instagram or whatever that just attack people they don't even know. It's just super cringy to me and like a bad political ad. And every time I see something like that, I just get a flashback of the Parks and Rec episode where Ben Wyatt makes a campaign ad for Leslie. And he's like, Bobby Newport would be the worst candidate for Pawnee. Bobby Newport. You know, it's just, it's blah. And I don't like it, okay? (laughs) So, however... I will be sharing my personal experience, which happens to involve one particular megachurch and their culture in general. So while my heart is not to attack any specific person or leader or pastor or anything like that, I am going to speak my concerns and things that are red flags to me and things that I believe Christians need to be aware of and need to be cautious in participating in. So for those that don't know, I'm just gonna give you a brief definition of what NAR and Word of Faith is and just kind of provide some examples of that. So if you're wondering what that looks like, you can think of some of these mega churches like Hillsong, Bethel, Elevation, Lakewood, churches of that nature. Um and something to keep in mind is that NAR is not a denomination, it's a movement. So you won't find like an official NAR church, it's just a shared set of beliefs. While there are some apostolic networks, um, and so you'll find like kind of lists of churches that are within the same network and supported by each other, uh, you're not going to find an official, this church is NAR. Like, that's, that's not how it works. Um, so, if you're looking to distinguish if a church is a part of this movement, it's important to know what to look for. So, here in a minute, I'll dive into those definitions for you, but some other things you want to be aware of that are largely associated with this movement is this overemphasis on experience over scripture, mysticism over doctrine, and a big emphasis on signs and wonders. So, This movement is typically accompanied with just blatant false doctrine. Um, And I'll get into more details on that in another episode. Um, So you're going to start hearing me say this a lot because it's something I am just now beginning to grasp at the age of 28, being a Christian my whole life, but it is so, so important that you know your Bible And that you get yourself under good, biblical, sound doctrine teaching, okay? Okay, moving along. NAR. So NAR, New Apostolic Reformation, is a religious movement that mostly consists of churches that previously associated as charismatic and Pentecostal. But the the NAR churches have kind of strayed away from their original theology and have a different view on church governance, for example. And they put a big emphasis on modern-day apostles and prophets. Another thing that's a big belief in NAR is a dominion theology, which is basically the belief that Christians are to take over everything. (laughs) So what I mean by that, for example... Bethel Church in Redding, California, they hold a seven mountain mandate belief, so they want and believe that Christians should and will be at the top of the seven mountains of influence, being arts and entertainment, media, government and military, business, religion, education, and family so what that actually means and looks like would be that the director or heads or most influential people in these positions of power would be christian and that that has to happen and be in place in preparation for the end times and in order for jesus to even make his final return so it's a bringing heaven to earth in a pretty literal sense mindset And the belief that Jesus won't return until these mandates have all been fulfilled. So they believe that they are ushering in God's kingdom here on earth very literally. Um, So that's kind of, that's NAR kind of in a nutshell. And then you have word of faith, which they tend to go hand in hand. I don't know of an NAR church that doesn't also practice word of faith. I could be wrong, but that has not been what I've seen so far. So Word of Faith in a Nutshell is really just exactly what it sounds like. It's basically teaching prosperity gospel. It's teaching that God's will for you always is to prosper at all times and in all areas of life. It is very much a name it and claim it game, teaching you how to access the power of your faith through the power of your speech. So with that being said, I wanna pause right here and talk about what we just heard because these definitions are important and you might even be thinking that they sound good. You might think that's all okay and you might not even see a problem with them. So let's talk about that. Because while some of these things might not seem inherently wrong, for example, I don't think there's anything wrong with desiring for there to be Christians in places of influence. Like That's amazing, that would be awesome. Um, And I absolutely think there's something to be said about the power of the tongue and speech. And, you know, we are called to be mindful and intentional about the way we speak and act and the things that we meditate on in a biblical sense. Um, However, this name it and claim it, speak it into existence, decree and declare practice that this word of faith movement is, in reality, is not a biblical practice and more so resembles new age thought. So... That's one of my concerns with these movements, is that they give a false sense of being good. They're intelligently deceptive. And that is where the danger lies. If you don't know the Word of God, if you don't know scripture for yourself, and if you don't have a good understanding of the true gospel, then you will not be able to distinguish truth from a lie. Even when we're talking about the gospel. Even when we're talking about movements within Christianity. So the reason I'm starting this conversation is because I was in this movement for 10 years of my life. It was all that I knew. I grew up a Christian, I've known of God my whole life, but when I rededicated my life to Jesus at 18 and really began the journey of making my faith my own for the first time, this movement was the major influence. And shortly after my rededication, I was introduced to Bethel Church and their culture. And I spent the last nine years in that kind of environment and under that kind of leadership and teachings. So now, coming out of all that, I have a lot of concerns, both for the lifelong Christian, but maybe even more so for new believers, um, because knowing full well that I was a Christian my whole life and still fell for false teaching because of my lack of knowledge on who God truly is and what his word actually says. So I've gotten to see firsthand how detrimental and devastating this movement and bad theology can be. So it's really stirred up such a passion in me for good theology and a love and reverence for his word above everything else. So this has been on my heart for a while now as my husband and I have been on this journey of coming out of this movement over the last year or so and I want to share my story and how we've been personally affected by this movement, but also just my concerns with the movement in general. And my, I've noticed just an overall lack of good theology being preached today and the infiltration of these beliefs and unbiblical practices within so many churches today. So like I said, this is going to be a series and just kind of open the door to us being able to have many more theological discussions that have become so interesting to me and I really think are so important to be discussing as we're hopefully all seeking truth and wisdom and trying to live for him and for his glory. So on the next episode I'm going to share more of my personal experience within this movement specifically relating to Bethel and that culture. My husband and I both have individual and joint experiences with this movement, so I'm going to be bringing him on some future episodes to talk about that as well. But next time we'll go over my personal story, my journey, um, and how I got to where I am today in my faith. And you might be listening and thinking, oh no, this is another deconstruction story. Well, this absolutely is not that. My faith is alive and well I feel like this is the first time in my life where i've felt what it means in john 8:32, where it says and the truth will set you free when jesus is talking about those who abide in his word so this is the most freedom and hope in christ that i have ever experienced which is kind of ironic to me when i've spent the past decade under prosperity gospel like you would think i might feel the opposite but it's almost like this movement was a counterfeit all along so On that note, that's all I have for today. So thank you so much for listening and I will see you guys next time.